Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 224 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm chapter 31 today and our focus is on does faith save us from calamity? Does God being our refuge protect us from all troubles? Well, every day we dig into one or two chapters of the Word of God. Five days a week we're in the New Testament mostly, but the last couple of days we've been in the Old Testament because twice a week we're going to be in the Old Testament For the rest of the year, we're in the Psalms and Proverbs, and today we have a doozy of a psalm. Now, Psalm 46.1, which is we're going to cover in a few days, a couple of weeks maybe, contains a promise that has comforted believers for centuries. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. And it's true, all true. God is our refuge, a, a hiding place, a safe harbor. He is our helper and the lifter of our head. Though we walk through the shadow of death, he will be with us. And today's psalm contains similar truths like those we find in other psalms that help our hearts soar. But often when we're dealing with the psalms, and honestly the Bible in general, we sort of stop at the quotable parts, the super positive parts. And uh, we only, and even when we're reading a particular psalm, we only focus on the really good upbeat parts of that psalm, right? Uh, that portion of the psalm that might actually find their home on a greeting card or something like that. Now, when we do that, when we over-focus on just the positive verses, just the hallmark verses, if you will, we're going to find our theology unbalanced. Well, consider the great promises we see in our psalm today in verses 3 through 5. For you are my rock and my fortress. You lead and guide me for your namesake. You will free me from the net that is secretly set for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I entrust my spirit. You have redeemed me, Lord God of truth. And when we see these verses out of their overall context, they sound incredible, hopeful, wonderful. And if we aren't careful, we'll get the idea that God will protect us from all harm and all calamity. Now, most people who have been Christians for a long time, however, of course, realize that this is not how life is. Life has troubles, and we are not going to be shielded from all of those troubles. I was talking to a friend recently who was in a church where almost half of the families had been hit by COVID, but not his family. Now, he was thankful for God's grace, but not really under some sort of view that their family was more faithful or more covered by grace than the other families. He just noted that God had sovereignly chosen to protect them for now. That's a good attitude. It's a right attitude. It's a scriptural attitude. And honestly, it's a fairly uncommon attitude. What I often see in Christians today who are thriving during difficult times is that they think that God is blessing them more than other people, or maybe their their faith is protecting them more than most. Now, conversely, I might see this even more common. I often see Christians going through difficult times, fighting COVID or job problems or health problems, relationship problems, troubles with their kids or parents or whatever, and they are thinking that God God is not protecting them adequately because of their lack of faith or some sort of deficiency in their life. Now, a full reading of this psalm, our psalm today, Psalm 31, and others like it help us to have a more balanced and biblical view of our trials and blessings. For instance, this psalm, although it is chock full of wonderful promises that you can hallmark, this psalm begins with a prayer for God's protection. Lord, I seek refuge in me. you. Let 
me never be disgraced. Save me by your righteousness. Listen closely to me. Rescue me quickly. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mountain fortress to save me. And then, of course, there's the reassuring reassuring and quotable passages we read at the beginning. But then, as we get down to verse 9, it says, Be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress. My eyes are worn out from frustration. My whole being is well. Indeed, my life is consumed with grief and my years with groaning. My strength is failed because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. I am ridiculed by all of my adversaries and even by my neighbors. I'm dreaded by my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street run from me. I'm forgotten, gone from memory, like a dead person, like broken pottery. I've heard the gossip of many terrors on every side. When they conspired against me, they plotted to take my life. That's verses 9 through 13. Now, does that sound like the guy who just wrote, oh God, you are my rock and my fortress? Well, at one point he seems so assured in God's protection earlier, and then he pours out his heart in utter agony. Well, does the psalm end in despair? No, because we have another emotional swing from agony back to faith. Verse 14, but I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Rescue me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. And then David assesses the faithfulness of God. He sees his own flawed character and realizes kind of the emotional up and down place that he's been. And he praises God for his goodness and his protection. He blesses God for his rescue. And he notes how he had been alarmed and overwhelmed and thought that God had forgotten him. He thought he was cut off from God's sight. We see this in verses 19 through 22, where David says, How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. In the presence of everyone, you have acted for those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from human schemes, from quarrelsome tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his faithful love to me in a city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I'm cut off from your sight. But you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. And then finally, we're going to end in a good place with a strong encouragement to be courageous and strong for those who trust in the Lord. Verse 24 says, be strong and let your heart be courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Now, (laughs) What a wonderful psalm. And honestly, it's almost as gut-wrenching as a roller coaster going up and down. David's emotions are not stoic and stalwart and unmoved. His faith isn't unshakable and steady as a level. Indeed, he can cry out to God just like the disciples cried out to Jesus. Lord, don't you care that we're about to drown? And then he looks and sees and remember that God does indeed care. Friends, I got to tell you, I can identify with this so much. I am not an overly emotional person, but nor am I some sort of rock-steady automaton that goes through life never shaken by what happens. What we see in Scripture are faithful men and women who are moved to tears and tumult and sleepless nights and such by the trials and tribulations of life, and yet they triumphantly trust God in the end. 
even when they're trembling. I do not believe it is maturity to be completely unmoved by trials and tribulations. I believe David's emotions and struggles here represent great maturity and godliness. As evidence for this, I will simply submit that Jesus himself chose to quote this psalm with his last breath. Luke 23:36. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. Well, let's read the whole psalm and wonder at how deeply Jesus must have identified with it given that he quoted it with his last words before dying on the cross. Psalm chapter 31, verse 1, the Christian Standard Bible. Lord, I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. Save me by your righteousness. Listen closely to me. Rescue me quickly. Be a rock of refuge for me a mountain fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. You lead and guide me for your namesake. You will free me from the net that is secretly set for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I entrust my spirit. You have redeemed me, Lord God of truth. I hate those who are devoted to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your faithful love because you've seen my affliction. You know the troubles of my soul and have not handed me over to the enemy. You have set my feet in a spacious place. Be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress. My eyes are worn out from frustration. My whole being is well. Indeed, my life is consumed with grief and my years with groaning. My strength has failed because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. I am ridiculed by all my adversaries and even by my neighbors. I am dreaded by my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street run from me. I am forgotten, gone from memory, like a dead person, like broken pottery. I have heard the gossip of many terror is on every side. When they conspired against me, they plotted to take my life, but I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Rescue me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. Lord, do not let me be disgraced when I call on you. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be quiet and shoal. Let lying lips that arrogantly speak against the righteous in proud contempt be silenced. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. In the presence of everyone, you have acted for those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from human schemes, from quarrelsome tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his faithful love to me in a city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful ones. The Lord protects the loyal, but fully repays the arrogant. Be strong and let your heart be courageous, all you who have put your hope in the Lord. Amen. Well, let's close with our Bible verses of the month for memorization. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.